Hallo und guten Abend. Herzlich willkommen zum Untranslatable Podcast. If you couldn't understand me, that's because uh, that might be a slight disadvantage that you haven't learned a language yet. We are here doing episode 15. Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Our topic for the day is the disadvantages of learning a language. Jared and I are here to try to uh, discover and discuss some of the facets and uh, really crucial disadvantages of learning a language today. Brought to you by tons of humor, sarcasm, and other random insights. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Jared. How are you, buddy? Bonjour. Je m'appelle Jared. J'habite au uh, Philadelphia. And if you didn't understand that, that's because... (laughs) 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 I I was like, I got to do something. I was like, I can't do German because he just did that. Right. So I thought... uh, You made that French sound pretty clean. I mean, I'm no French speaker, but it sounded good to my ears. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Merci. Um, First of all, please, everyone, follow us on Twitter at Untranslatable1. Chad was just telling me that we're moving up in the world. That's right. I got a... I got a retweet the other day. I think that's what they call going viral or something like that. Oh, man. Uh, so that's pretty Famous. crazy. Uh, Instagram is Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, you can see some of my uh, travels around New Orleans. If you refer back to our On the Road Again episode, you'll put some pictures to those uh, memories. And I even have some more that I'll probably put up. But I, you know, I don't want, want to just blast everyone at once. You know, you know, though, Jared, those were awful PG. I was very surprised. You know, well, <laughs> I'm trying to present a uh, family-friendly podcast for the for everyone, and uh, I did go to. I, like I mean, by the way, you say there it would P, it was PG. It's clearly been a while since you've been to a uh, Waffle House. Those places are <laughs> are rated true. levels of disgusting. <laughs> did you what? Uh, what kind of things did you see? This was your first time ever at a Waffle House, right? Yes. Yes. Oh man. And it wasn't gross, actually, it, it, but it was just uh, I, I, I'd use the word grimy <laughs> more okay. than gross. What's the difference between grimy and gross? Like there was just the feeling of gross in the air and dirtiness in the air. Okay. But like it presented clean enough. But and, but like there was also it felt like there was kind of like a layer of something on everything. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, when yeah. you sat, you're like, all right, this chair is clean and I'm not getting anything on me, but it does still feel like I'm sitting on a layer of. 45 year old grease or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's been so coagulated that now it's worked itself into uh, part of the cushioning mechanism of this bench. Right. But, um, you know, I just got eggs and uh, your, your standard stuff. What was kind of disappointing was I at least thought the eggs would be better. Uh, excuse me, eggs. I at least thought the waffles would be some special waffle. It tasted okay. like an upgraded Eggo. Like really? it, it was, it was better than an ego, but it tasted like where ego, like how egg, like it tasted like an ego, but better than like a homemade ego. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting way to describe a waffle. A home, oh, I was like, I mean, it's, like, I mean, like it, it was better. Than, I mean, but it did have like a just remind me of ego waffle. And so, I was like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. And I was like, it was good, but this is, I mean, the waffle as far as the waffle goes, it was good, but not worth it. Bacon, shitty. Eggs were fine because eggs are eggs. But okay, so was, was the bacon like just not crispy? It was kind of kind of floppy, or no? It was just a bad cut of bacon. Okay, where I don't know if you we gotta sh- get them prime cuts. <laughs> I don't know if it, what was off about it. I, I felt like it was maybe I don't know, just not was good it like bacon. Too chewy, or yes. Okay, 
Maybe. So I got a question though for you, Jared, about Waffle House because I I think I've only been to them once or twice. But I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, and they mentioned that Waffle House is kind of like the Walmart of diners. Do you would you agree with that statement? The Walmart of diners. Um, no. One okay. because I think you need a better representation of a diner, like a. You know what? I'd actually I'd say more. Like Cracker Barrel is the Walmart of diners. One, really? Cracker Barrel is everywhere. Okay. Waffle House is not everywhere. In America, that's, obviously. That's true. And two... Ah, never mind. I was about to say... like, I like, feel like you're going to get some, some heated <laughs> Cracker Barrel people. They're going to be right into us. I'm not saying I just like Cracker Barrel. I'm just not... I, I'm just, there's a very different crowd between like... Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like th- there's a very specific crowd of people that goes into uh, Cracker Barrels. And they probably, probably Waffle Houses too. They though. probably go into Waffle Houses after. You know, you know what? I'll give you this. Cracker okay. Barrel is is Walmart uh, uh, on a Saturday at two in the afternoon, prime shopping time. Okay. Oh, okay. But it's also, but then it's also Waffle House at that twenty four hour <laughs> Walmart <laughs> yes. at midnight. Yes. <laughs> Or like two AM. I know exactly. Or there's what like you're a guy about. in June in a Santa costume, <laughs> <laughs> and a lady with her bikini on backwards or something like. Yeah, you see the weirdest pictures of, of stuff like that at Walmart. Um, yeah, that's true. I feel like it's it's always entertaining though to to be at places late at night, regardless where it is. It's usually going to be highly entertaining. You know? Yes, I'm starting to uh, almost. I go into Walmart's every now and again. And I'll tell you why. One, because okay. uh, they're, well, there's really only one reason. But uh, there's one on the way to my piano lesson. So, so sometimes, like, it's if I drive there and I get there early, I was like, I got to stop in there either to pee mm-hmm. or to get some random thing. And um, I start, I'm starting to feel almost a little bad for uh, Walmart. Because I feel like, first of all, Amazon is the new Walmart. Okay. And Walmarts are starting to feel like they're going the way of the like, uh, like a uh, Kmart or something. Whatever I walk in there. Ooh, that's not good. For those like, of you who don't know, Kmart <laughs> didn't they go bankrupt and they're out of business now? Yeah, there's like I, I actually when I lived in Pueblo four year, five years ago, I saw there was one in my area. I must have been mm-hmm. one solo trooper that was continuing on, because I do nice. believe like the actual Kmart is out of business. But there I might. So too. I bet you that one's probably closed now. I never went into it, <laughs> but it was definitely open. But uh, yes, yeah, it's a now defunct, like Walmart esque store. You know, your your mm-hmm. grocery store plus situation. And uh, yeah, so whenever I walk in there, I'm like, man, it's getting a little barren, a little quiet in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's true. And I, I've seen that a little bit too. And I, I but although uh, they do, I believe they do also have uh, online stuff. I have some um, more pr- post relationship. Uh, relationship. Post uh, breaking up with me, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> this is the final podcast. Uh, I I um, was thinking about some other uh, post vacation situations or, or, or feelings, okay. because I I realized um, I, I I realized on the flight back that uh, I'm always. Like a little depressed on the plane, and on like for for like the day when when I get home, I'm always yeah. like, uh, well, all right, well that's over, and it's all, and I and I also always kind of think back onto like, especially if it was like a trip where there was like partying involved, 
mm-hmm. always kind of look back and, and thought like, oh, I could have done more. Or like, I could have done that. It's like, oh, I was, I was, and I was like, and I'm like, well, that's no way to live life. So after a trip that was fun, by the way, to there's been like, oh, I could have done that. Or I could have done that. Cause I had a lot of fun. I didn't even sleep the nest. Oh, can you remind our listeners where you were and what you were doing? I was in New Orleans for my sister's uh, wedding. She's now a Tillman, no longer, uh, no longer part of uh, the best family in the world. (laughs) That's okay. And um, I uh, just got back yesterday. Oh, when I got back, so as I mentioned, I, um, I briefly mentioned I. Didn't sleep at all the final night. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a one of those. Were you raging? Not raging, but we just me and uh, Brad stayed out till uh, we. You and I have been in a similar situation actually in Europe. Um, okay, I'm, I just stayed, I'm intrigued. Can when you, you hear it, you, when you hear it, you'll. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the off-air edition. Oh my god! But I'll, I can explain this version of it. I'll, I'll talk right. about it yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Let's explain. But uh, so anyway, we, yeah, we, we were just. Uh, th- I mean, there's so many good live bands. You can just go from live band to live band and hop. It's so it's so great. But anyway, with um, your with your daiquiris to go, right? Yes, but it, oh, that's a, a don't. That's a post. <laughs> I, I didn't do this because I've learned from past trips. But okay. that is a post New Orleans don't that I am reminded because I actually had to mention it to Brad because uh, slow wanted, it down. No, I, the, not slow it down, but mention that we probably shouldn't have daiquiris because daiquiris is not a good drink to party with because y- like you can't drink All a lot of sugar daiquiris. And exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was more beer and uh, a little whiskey. Those are uh, better par- drinks to party with than I think a daiquiri. But um, so yeah, we uh, stayed up all night. And because we were just uh, essentially in the bar until about uh, like maybe two. What times do the bars close there? Uh, later than that. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Wow. I don't know. They close at two in Michigan. Right. Which is lame. It's definitely later than that. Um, and so we were at the bar and uh, we, we, we got so we say we got home around. Like we were gonna get home around like three, so, so say we left the bar at two, two thirty, we're gonna walk back. So uh, we're like, well, first of all, I had been telling everyone all weekend that my plane left at twelve or, or like twelve or two. I was like, yeah, it's around noon or two or something. It's fine. Uh, my plane left at five fifty. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and so uh, I, uh, so it was like two thirty three, and I was like, what am I gonna sleep for an hour? Uh, right. and so, uh, we bought cigars and just, and, and literally across the street from the hotel, there was a bar that was closed cause we were, we were in the city, but kind of like in a quieter area and okay. there had, he's, there seats were still outside. So we just sat outside and smoked cigars and chatted and drank Sounds water. Sounds pretty <laughs> <laughs> It was a uh, quite gemütlich. And, uh, and then when I, and then when I left, you know, I was feeling a little, a little bumped, you know, I was like, man, that was mm-hmm. a good time. Now I got to go back to my shitty life. except for those couple hours a week when we're podcasting exactly exactly so now we're going to be just a 24-hour podcast chad and i exactly (laughs) are we becoming the walmart of podcasts is that (laughs) what that means you know what i'll take it i'll take it (laughs) they they had a good run (laughs) well they're not done yet you never know that's true that's true they could have a resurgence on the uh, internet maybe they'll like make find their way on the dark web or something for sure um for sure 
But I agree with you, though, about the, the end of kind of traveling sadness. I'm surprised. We'll have to look and see. I bet you there's a word in another language that describes oh, sure there it. There is. has to be. We've said all yeah. we've said. We, you've had you personally have had like four different words for anxiety uh, before a right. trip. A lot of them were from German. <laughs> so there's got to be. Uh, but I also I have that. Uh, but I'm, I also although not really on this one because it was pretty short. But like I also on a lot of trips am very excited to get back. I feel like that's true, but it also depends how long the trip is, right? That's I feel true. like if it's longer than a week, I'm usually looking forward to getting home. But if it's a couple of days, I'm like, mm, I could use another maybe day or two, you know? The only reason I was excited to come home is because I knew, you know, the, what, that was the one good part about my flight being at 5.50. I got home around 10, 10.30. I did slept. not go to work that day. Well, I was about to sleep. When I was driving home, it was uh, raining pretty hard, and I... Within about 10 minutes of me getting home, I hear just this uh, water. I was like, what is that? Did I leave something on downstairs? And there was a pipe in my, uh, oh, in no. my uh, uh, laundry room that is just straight up shooting out water. Like, like it's a pipe that usually it's – ex- like, I think it's like an extra drainage pipe. And okay. it's a pipe that usually just feeds a little bit of water to it. But the, and, and so it's also exposed at one spot where there's like a, a gap between it. And it was just blasting water to the point where, like, it oh, couldn't no. hold, like, it, like it couldn't keep up with the amount that was going through it. Right. And so uh, it started flooding a little bit. And I just found out today when I got home uh, that I was lucky. So for me, what happened, it got a little into my bathroom, which is, con- which is right on the other w- w- connecting wall. Mm-hmm. And I was super nervous because it started, by the way, that means it got out of the laundry room. That room was filled right. with water. Oh man! And uh, all all tile, by the way, uh, that which yeah, that's good also. though. Yeah, that's good. And uh, my bathroom also obviously also tile. I moved the blanket, the the mats out of there or whatnot. But um, it could have also gone to the uh, in the other direction, which is where I had a gigantic area rug in my sofa and stuff like that. That's where my living room is. So mm-hmm. it could have gone right there, and that would have been way worse. And I found out. Um, that that happened to my neighbor today because I saw her, I walked past her when I got home from work. The one her, with the the one with the ter- the terrorizing dog. No, a different neighbor. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, they actually they're lucky them. They had no problem because they live above me. So of course, of course they don't. Uh, well, hey, I got good news for you. When you come visit me in the Czech Republic, you won't have to worry about flooding because I'll be on the top floor. Right, right. Just like uh, building collapses and stuff. And no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> but um. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was a uh, that was a fun little nightmare. So I didn't nap either, but I did go to bed at like uh, oh, and then also, but it was it oh, so it did eventually end. But the streets were legitimately like river status of uh, of water. Oh wow! But it by That's and crazy. but it, but it eventually ended, and this was in the you know mid mid afternoon. Maybe it started around eleven and probably went until like four. The raining four five. And then uh, if we would have looked out the looked outside, it would have looked like nothing happened. Besides, for there were weird pockets of giant amounts of debris just from the water, uh, like outside and in my place, mm. actually. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, other than that, like it, it, it was nice out later. And I was like, fuck you. That's always how it goes, Jared. I know. I know. I mean, That's it, has to, end, it has, to, has to end eventually. <coughs> All good things must come to an end. But yeah, also like good things must begin. Basement. Right. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah. What can you do? Well, one thing you can do is learn some foreign, untranslatable phrases 
to uh, uh, express your newfound frustration and anger from walking into your flooded uh, basement. Um, so, oh Jared, my God, please! Look, I have a perfect segue for my first one. I always oh, I, go for I, it. I forgot what go it was. You, ha- you you can f- release your frustration, Chad. You're right. But what you can also do is fakak men nafsak, which is Egyptian Arabic. Okay. Can you say it again? Fakak men nafsak. If you don't want to release the, you know, event, you, you can release the anger. But okay. sometimes the, the anger also has to, you, sometimes you just have to. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is that like you just no, have, to, just, le- uh, you have to let it go? Uh, Chad, oh, fuck, I, I didn't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. freguista. Uh, yeah, it means it, it, the actual translation is unscrew yourself from yourself. Oh, interesting. And what it, the phrase, you know, what it essentially saying is to let things go or be carefree. Mm. So also it'd be a menefregista. And I'll tell you, saying. at some point, I really did have just have to say many fregista because I was fucking exhausted. And so at because not only was I tired just from the fact that I pulled all nighter and I was probably still a little drunk, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I had then been running, like running through my house, trying to like get every uh, get everything fixed in an order. And so I'd been running for like two hours just around just frantic. And then so at three o'clock, even though there was still like pool of a pool of water in my place, I was like, all right, it stopped raining. There's nothing I can do. I'm at least falling asleep for like uh, for like uh, two hours. And I just had to nap for like from like three to five. I was like, I can't do this. It's done. It's done. I don't blame you. I just had to uh, I just had to fakak men nafsak. I just had to unscrew myself from myself and be like, fuck it. It's nap time. Many fregista. I don't blame you. All right, Jared. Well, I got one uh, for you. And this this would have been very helpful for you um, after you had taken your nap, maybe, and finished picking things up. This word is Swedish, and it is, I believe it's fika, F-I-K-A. I, I would assume it's fika, but it could be fika. I don't know. Does that mean to, like, unwind? Kind of. Can you, like, half hit the ham horn on that one? <laughs> uh no. <laughs> it's so so I think it's fika and it and it means gathering together to talk and take a break from everyday routines either at a cafe or at home often for hours on end. Wait, say, can you read that again? Sorry. Yes. Uh, so fika Swedish. <laughs> uh you're good. Uh fika Swedish gathering together to talk and take a break from everyday routines either at a cafe or at home for often for hours on end. Okay. Well, so I, I think that I think it would be unwind if it takes itself two hours on end. Then you've reached the point where you're unwinding. Right. That's true. Good point. But uh, I'd say unwinding also is. Uh, yeah, you're right. That is. Uh, yeah, I wish I could half hit that ham horn. <laughs> right. Fika. What, is there a direct translation for it or is that the. Uh... Uh, le- oh, put me on the spot. I like it, Jared. Uh, let me see. One second. How do you spell it? F-I-K-A. Fika. Muta fika. <laughs> oh, gee, I'm, a oh geez. I'm a child. Oh, geez. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, Jared. Well, you'll only get that if you're bilingual or not. Oh, whoa. Apparently, it also means coffee. Oh, really? Interesting. Fika. Fika. Coffee. That's what, it, well, that's, what it's, that's what it says here. It means coffee, maybe, everyone. Maybe, though, it, it means... Uh, Maybe j- just because they're saying coffee, they're kind of like, oh, here we go. 
So I just Googled it. This is coming from SwedishFood.com. So thank you, Swedish Food. Um, Fika is a concept, a state of mind, an attitude, an important part of Swedish culture. So uh, one major advantage of knowing the language, right, is is understanding these cultural things. Many Swedes consider that it is almost essential to make time for Fika every day. It means making time for friends and colleagues to share a cup of coffee or tea and have a little something to eat. That sounds really nice, dude. I wish we had that here. Yeah. Yeah, I could use that. I'm not a uh, especially uh, interesting that they they mentioned colleagues because mm-hmm. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm a, like I'm definitely not good at unwinding or having casual conversation with colleagues. I, I, I can. It, it gets it's, it's gotten a little easier, especially since they're, they're closer to my age these days. Mm-hmm. But um, still not good at it. There's still like a, always in the back of my head, a slight little like a like a not a filter. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But also like a, you know, like a. All right, let's not get too. We don't need to talk too much about what's going on in my life uh, here. That, that, that's fair. Well, I was just gonna say I think it's it's different too. If I feel like if you've been working a place for a really long time, maybe you can experience fika. Right. But but it might maybe take a while. You know. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, give give me one of your uh, other untranslatables, Jared. Uh, well, I have one more. Uh, I have other ones, but I have one more Egyptian uh, Arabic one. Nice. By the way, oh, I, I want to ask you a, a quiz question because I was my mind was blown by this earlier today. Mm-hmm. But I just realized uh, I don't know the answer. I'm gonna have to look it up, but I can look it up. Uh oh. If- Three to four months of podcasting research down <laughs> the toilet, Jared. <laughs> uh, well, the phrase is "di harakat nos com." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. that's right. You don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak don't. Arabic. Uh, Unfortunately, these are, these are short-sleeved movements. So these are, they're. I don't know. They're like not well thought out movements, or they're. I don't know. You tell me. These are short. Oh, what did I say? Oh yeah, these are short-sleeved movements. Means uh, that someone is. You have more room to move. No. Okay. It yeah, means that, uh, although I, if you want to keep guessing, this is fun. Um, <laughs> I don't want to stifle you. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of any other options. These are uh, these are short sleeved movements, movements. You said yes. Short that person movements. is making some short sleeve movements right there. Oh, is it like doing some shady things? Some shady <laughs> stuff. Woo! There you go. There you go. All right. Wasn't first guess though, so it's, it doesn't get a double. Double. <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, okay. Yeah, that I makes sense. To you a little some, bit. I would think, though, it would be long sleeve movements because you can hide stuff in your long sleeves, right? So I wonder why it's short sleeved. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is a guess. Uh, uh-huh. Now I'm going off on my own here. Don't <laughs> don't hold me to that. Uh, maybe it's a, a thing where it's like, well, if you're business people, mm-hmm. uh, you wear suits or something or you weren't you, you're oh, wearing something that's that long sleeves. Okay. And it's like, why is this person here with this uh, short sleeve? That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Get out so, of here, you short sleeves. That's a, that's a shady shirt you got there, uh, right, Chief? What are you What are you trying to sell us? I guess I shouldn't be uh, wearing any short sleeved uh, shirts when I go travel to Egypt and need to do business, huh? Well, I'll tell I you this. Yeah, we. I work for a uh, for a, not not like a not like a super formal company or anything. Like it's not some it's not that fancy, but. Um, 
we were interviewing people a couple of weeks ago, and there were uh, three part three people that were interviewing. Two of them wore suits. One of them wore khakis and a polo. Oh, and geez. after the interview, we all uh, was like, uh, we're all like, uh, "Hey, did you uh, <laughs> see the guy in the khakis?" And, and the apparently, polo? Well, apparently, one of my coworkers said to him in the interview, he was like, was, <laughs> he was like." Wow, oh, you look comfortable. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that is savage. Getting roasted at your job interview. That's great. <laughs> oh, my God. What if I just bust open the door? Oh, I'm right. making the noise with my mouth and I have it right here. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, so no, he did it. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> Who wears a polo? And I'm sorry, I, I have suited up for almost every job interview or at least – Dress slacks, dress shirt, blazer. The the only time I've worn a polo and a and a uh, in khakis to an interview was when I was interviewing for a golf course. <laughs> oh nice. I felt a suit felt like too much. That might be a little too much. Yeah, you gotta know your know your place. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jared, you know though, if you're if you're wearing a short sleeve in, a, in an environment where everyone else is wearing long sleeves, you could say that some people need a bit of wabi-sabi which is japanese wabi-sabi see i've i will i've come across this in my travels along the through the intro untranslatable woods but i do not know what it is i've i i uh but i i I definitely have seen that before because whenever i you know the reason i remember so well is because whenever i see it i always um think wasabi in my head but the way it has like the a hyphen in the middle of it it was like oh that's mm-hmm. not how you spell wasabi i was like oh that's because that's a different word right oh definitely all right well do you so do you have any guesses mm, i don't know if no. i'm trying to look and see if there's any way i can give you clues it's hard with i think some of these you know japanese and and mandarin and, and other languages where um yeah i don't see any that's way where i can definitely something I, i've noticed is that the farther you get away from languages that relate to ours, you know, English mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, right. The less translation there is for uh, a lot, a lot of the phrases, which you know, yeah, I, it's fascinating. I guess it kind of all, it, it makes sense now that we do this too. It's like, well, of course. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot uh, actually just from doing oh, this too. podcast with you. It's been yeah, because a- it's because a lot of time also when I re- I find them they explain little fun little stories about how it came about and oh that's the best part those little golden hidden golden nuggets of uh, yeah. info there for sure I, there have definitely I can't there's definitely been one or two that I've just casually dropped in a conversation like oh yeah well there's this one saying <laughs> right and I was like yeah I just happened to hear this one time. I hope I hope we all can just start using these words effortlessly. Effortlessly, I wish I could talk tonight, in uh, in our own kind of conversations. It'd be pretty cool. But anyways, Jared, I sadly I have no way to to assist you here with wabi sabi. But what I can tell you is wabi sabi, and I don't even know if I'm saying it right. So any of our Japanese speaking listeners out there, uh, shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail dot com and let me let me know how to actually pronounce this. But I anyways, guess you are. Because especially since it's written fin- uh, in uh, phonetically, yeah, right. That a lot of a lot of times the uh, Japanese words tend to be, uh, written, you know, spelled pretty phonetically. I would agree with that. However, word stress, my friend. I don't know if I'm stressing it right. Oh, Maybe that's like true. A, and that's even know? more important mm-hmm. uh, in 
They're in a lot of yeah, different languages for sure. Yeah. Stress and to- well, tone is more Mandarin. Although I guess not more. But yeah. I just realized how important it was uh, for English a couple weeks. Oh ago. yeah. Well, didn't I tell <laughs> didn't I tell you in one of our previous episodes? Depending on the word, like project and project, right, depending right. on the way you stress, it's a different word completely. Different words. Yeah, blows people's minds when I tell them that. Yet they use it in their everyday lives all the time, and they don't, right. even, don't think even think it. about it. Yeah, but anyways, wabi sabi um, is the art of imperfection or um, the view of being centered on the acceptance of transience and imperfection. So explain that to me a little bit more. Okay, so Does basically, it mean you embrace because I hear two things: you almost obsess over your imperfections, or you mm-mm. are calm. I, you are calmed, like you reach a calm with them, or something. I like think that. it's. I think it's more so if you look at some other translations. I found one translation that said. Um, <clears throat> finding beauty in imperfections okay okay but i also think and i think oh go ahead accepting and tolerating your imperfections will maybe lead you on a path to finding beauty in them as well right and then because once you see them in yourself you then see them like you understand them and you know it it starts with understanding your own imperfections before you can Mm -hmm. truly understand other people i think oh definitely um All right, I got another one for you. This one is Filipino, mm-hmm. and the uh, phrase is kapit sa patalim. Patalim? With, you know, I don't know exactly. I, I don't know either. Uh, can you tell me what those words mean? Hold on to the sharp edge of a blade. Oh, inter- a lot of imagery going on after, after that one. Hold on to yeah. the sharp edge. Is that like willing to sacrifice something for something else? I think that deserves a triple horn. What, it, what, what they technically say it means is that if someone is in a situation so desperate that they'll do anything to survive. But I think that's uh, essentially what that you said. That makes sense. You, that's y- what you said. Yeah, yeah, but that's a little more extreme, I think, than what I said. I, yes. I was, but that's like making it's a It's like an extremely sacrifice. dire situation hmm? where it's, it's like, kinda at this like, point, I'll do anything. Right, exactly. Like, you know, you have to steal in order to survive. Right. Or Yeah, right. I get that. All right, I got... Uh, I want to give you a couple all in one, if that's okay, Jared. Okay. Because uh, these are German, and I think you'll know what most of the words mean. Uh, but I want to just hit you. I just want to hit you with all three of these. Okay. So the first one is extra wunsch. Extra wish. Uh-huh. But you use this to describe a person. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> extra wunsch. Uh, see, I feel like I, I feel like. Like, that's when the, my first uh, thing. Sei kein thought, extra Wunsch, Jared. Wir haben heute viel zu tun. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it means uh, you know, be serious and get down to business. Then, um, or like, uh, uh, like, or is that? It sounds like what mm, you're saying. It's because it said stop with all the extra Wunsch. We need to, or or don't be an extra Wunsch. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I well, maybe I led you led you down the wrong path with my example. Extra Wunsch is basically. A person who slows things down by being extra fussy, which leads to simple tasks oh. and activities taking longer, being delayed, and more complicated. Yeah, I didn't think. I didn't think. So you got you know, that fussy. person sitting I think there. That's what it is. Uh, you're totally <laughs> fussy, Jared. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it makes it makes sense, right? So right. it's it's like right. the example that this one. I found this really cool website uh, that that had a bunch of really good German ones. Um, I like to do German ones with you because you know what the individual words are usually, so so you yeah, have a that, better chance. But I rarely. But some of them is, are different. 
That doesn't, really means I actually know the uh, the phrase. Oh, that's all right, though. Which is that's the fun part of the uh, untranslatable. Exa- exactly, exactly. And so the example here says weddings typically draw the extra bunch populace out. They want extra pampering. Nothing is good enough for them. Oh, um, like the groom and bride, you mean? Yep, yep. I got you. And, and it is only the demands of hospitality that present the host from uh, from throttling the pesky extra bunch. So right, right. don't be that extra bunch. Yes. And then the next one I have for you, and this is a, a kind of like fika um, for Swedish. This is a really big cultural thing in Germany. I feel like they talk about this a lot. The inner Schweinehund. The inner, inner pig dog? Yeah. <laughs> so you got all the words individually. Now, what do right. you think inner, your inner Schweinehund is? Like your inner, like I feel like it's almost like give it your best or like like, no no he's like the, op- Chad, the opposite. Chad shaking his head no right now. It's like everyone. the opposite <laughs> of that. It's the absolute opposite of that. So your inner Schweinehund is that like voice we I would say kind of call it like our bad conscience maybe or it's that voice that's saying like oh just hit the snooze button for five more minutes okay or oh you don't have to go to the gym today just go tomorrow. I think um, when I heard Schweine, because Schwein is a uh, pig makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when I when I heard Schweine Hund, I was thinking like some sort of hunting dog, like some mm. sort of active oh, dog that's like. Okay. Or I thought of someone that's like that super brave or go getter, like us. Right. I think this term actually shows. Um, I think in German you can actually really offend people by calling them animal names, and I think I I think. Um, they there's they just use, this thing they definitely use schwein way more than we do like oh no for one, sure people call people pigs as insult here but it's not that common i think sadly here it's usually like you know kind of pointed towards thing. the police oh <laughs> when you say pigs right right or or <clears throat> if you say like you're eating like such a pig right, right that's but, what i was thinking but yeah, um, yeah 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 it's but anyways yeah so it's more like yeah it's just that tiny voice in the back of your head that's trying to convince you to like not do stuff not overcome things and just be lazy, right? Okay, I got you. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, pigs are pretty lazy, really. Yep. So are dogs. Yep. You combine yeah. them, maybe you get this ultra-lazy creature. I don't There's even know. There's some and untranslatable in English about dogs being lazy, isn't there? Pro- probably? I don't uh. know. <laughs> Putting me on the spot, I don't know. I mean, clearly, I don't know it either. Uh, oh, you have one more, don't you? Yes. My last one for you, and this is my last one for today's episode, is Fremshamen. Fremd shaman. I don't know if I know what shaman means, but fremd is foreign. Uh, shaman is to shame. Oh, okay. Fremd shaman. Is is it so? It means to shame foreign. I mean, that's a direct translation. Um, you kind of um, fremd shaman. Uh, like roughly translates picky? to exterior shame. I don't know if that will help you, but keep guessing. Exterior shame. Oh, when I hear fremd, I think foreign. Well, it can mean foreign, but it can also oh, okay. mean exterior. Is it like sh- ashamed of your body or something? Not quite. It is actually from shaman. Is when you kind of like when you cringe because of somebody else like making a fool of themselves. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. From shaman describes the feeling of shame. When seeing someone else in an uncomfortable oh. or embarrassing situation. See, when I hear now, it makes more sense. Uh-huh. Now it makes more sense, but it makes more sense as the German word to me now. <laughs> right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, now I get that. Sounds way better in German. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, <clears throat> from shaman. I feel like whenever I watch The Office, I get all sorts of just from shaman. <laughs> yeah, that's what that show is is all made, about. Like, yeah, they popularized the cringe too. Like, <laughs> right, people love yes, cringe moments. Especially like, that awkward. Scott's and Tots awkward. episode. And the awkward oh, yeah. is a, a came a heat from them. Right. Uh, I can give you one more. I have around. That'd real be quick. great. Yeah. Uh, one more Filipino one. This is Bacal Salub. And what, what does that word or phrase mean? Natural to the insides. Natural to the insides. So, um, natural to the insides. Is that like something that's just like um, something that's counterintuitive? Natural to the insides. No. So, it's uh, almost... Yeah. I, I have no idea. Actually, the complete opposite. Okay. It's something so intuitive that it's it natural makes, to the insides. So it just makes so much sense. Like it's it's just it means uh, if you're doing com- no, well actually that's not actually really what it means. But I mean think about it though. It, it, what it's saying is that natural to the insides. I don't control anything happening here. What I'm doing, but but what natural to insides means is that you're doing it out of your own will and not because you're forced. And I think what they're saying is like oh that's na- great. Your, your insides like that. do things. They just do it not because they're told to, not right. because they have to. That's just what happens. Okay. And I think so. It's like. I don't, for example, I don't mind if you don't, uh, uh, oh yeah. So it's essentially, uh, so saying, um, yeah, you're doing something cause you want to. Oh, that's great. I like that. It's natural from the insides, huh? Right. Right. Okay. You know, that what's also sense. natural to the insides. What's that? When I speak German, it's just so fluid and smooth. You know why? Why is that? Because I'm bilingual. <laughs> Actually, I'm not bilingual. We just had a long conversation. We did. We had before a discussion. the uh, podcast about how uh, I'm not. Let's well wait. Let's let's put this out there actually, and and ask our listeners and see what they think. So Jared and I were having a discussion earlier about the term bilingual and and how it's used and how it's defined, and and there can be a lot of different definitions for it. The easy and simple definition that I think many people, especially in the United States, use is bilingual is people who speak two languages. I honestly, by the way, would not consider myself bilingual. I think I'm good at German and I'm conversational. I can get around very well okay. and I can, and I can talk, you know, pretty comfortably, but I, I don't think my grammar or vocabulary, I, I don't think I'd put that up. When I say bilingual, I'd say bilingual. You mean I like expect- fluent in two languages, right. like n- almost right. native speaker level in both. Yeah. Yes. That's I th- yeah, that's fair. And I mean, depending on how you define it, maybe it is that. So to all the listeners out there, what does bilingual mean to you and how do you define it? Um, but yeah, so we were talking about a lot you didn't of say different... how you define it, though. Well, so I, I was getting to it. Sorry, lost, oh, lost my train okay. of thought there. So the way the way I def- tend to define it is usually like if you grow up speaking two languages. Um, but, you know, that that's only one definition. It can mean so much more than that as well. Um, that's the the difficulty with languages. You know, it can be very limiting, depending on how you use it. And I feel like that can be kind of a limiting definition because it it could also be someone who speaks two languages fluently, right? It doesn't mean that they learn them necessarily as yeah. as a child, right? Um, and I have I have a friend that mm-hmm. um, he well, my buddy Mick, he uh, was from Japan and is Japanese, and he was obviously I mean he was by you know was fluent fluent whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, he used to always talk about how uh, there's this one Japanese teacher at our school, but she was German. And uh-huh. he was like, when he speaks to her, he's like, he's like, he's always like, damn, she knows. He's like, her Japanese is better than mine. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, uh, but his English was, was you know, um, you know, as well, level you, of, would you call him bilingual? He, because he, he's, 
He was fluent, but he 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 wasn't perfect at it. You but know, he also not. speaks other languages, right? Well, yeah, he spoke English fluently. As English, well. Japanese, and probably a little German, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I he would moved there I, when I did. So he was, a, you know, my level. I would I would say he might be on the cusp of being like more of a like a multilingual person. I don't know though, man. Like, but that's to be, the, but so multi, once you get multilingual, I think multilingual can, and poly. So would I say I'm my t- multilingual because if I could speak two languages and they're not. Here's, and it's one of them well, not native. Once again, here's the thing. It's all how you define it. I, I should have prepared myself and had like some <laughs> definition set, but my three to four months of podcast uh, prep work was based more on the disadvantages of learning you know, a language. Fair. I like that you stay on topic when you, uh, when right? you do these. But, uh, um, well, sometimes I go into little rabbit holes, but don't we all? Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know. I think multilingual could be – the way I think some people use it is as someone who can speak, you know, bits and pieces of a lot of different languages. They might okay. be really fluent in one or two of them or even three of them, but they're not afraid to, um, you know, when they're traveling, they learn enough to get them by maybe. And on top of that, they might speak one or two languages already, if not more. Mm-hmm. To me, that's kind of multilingual, but um, I'm not really sure. I'm going to have to look up these definitions and get back to you on all of that stuff. But Please. I think we can have we'll, a whole episode about that. I think clearly. we can. I think we actually should. Uh, that'd be an interesting talk. But anyways, I think one of the um, where were we going with this? Sorry, I got so. Oh, I actually I just actually said bilingual about German. We weren't going anywhere. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we, we OK, good. We weren't going anywhere. We haven't even started yet. Well, then I guess I'll take it there. So uh, we are discussing today the disadvantages of learning a language and uh if you heard the raise in my voice there, that was that was done for reason. I know, believe it or not, I do know how to speak English sometimes, and uh, I think it's what's interesting is to look at. We often talk about um, advantages of learning a language and things like that, but the question is, are there disadvantages? If there are, what are they? Um, you know, what are some of the pros and cons to learning languages? Um, that's one thing we're going to discuss, and we're also going to discuss uh, a little bit later how uh, language learning um, has benefited and changed our lives. Um, talk about some of our own personal advantages and disadvantages. Um, but first, Jared, did you have either a question or a quiz for me or something? Um, no. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. <laughs> I had stuff to talk about. I don't, I don't have a particular question or quiz. Well, then that's great. That I, tell that me, tell me what you got to talk about. Uh, well, I do, I can't, I, I can, I can make a quiz if you want real quick. Now that I think about it, okay. I wasn't planning on this being a quiz, but I might be able to turn this into a quiz real quick. All right. Um, oh man, this is going to have to, I'm going to have to do this on the fly. Well, while not... you're, while you're doing that, can I, okay, uh, can I discuss some things? Yeah. So, so for our topic today, the, the disadvantages of learning a language, um, one of the, the things that kind of brought us to, to this idea was I'm um, thinking about all the different um, ways that uh, learning a language has um, really changed the way we think, um, all sorts of different things, you know, but it wasn't all, believe it or not, a bed of sunshine and roses. Um, there were a lot of uh, difficult things we had to overcome, um, culture shock. Um, obviously, it's not necessarily always cheap to learn a language. And those are a few examples uh, to name, just to name a couple. But um, I think uh, there's a lot that can be said, too, though, about uh, for every negative, there is a positive. So we'll also be discussing some of the pros or advantages to learning a language as well. 
So do you have your quiz ready for me, Jared? Uh, yeah. I want to. Uh, I had some quick quiz questions about uh, some of the like some different languages. Great. Uh, so first of all, I mean, some of these are obvious, but I, I'm still gonna throw them out there. Mm-hmm. What is the most spoken language in the world? Uh, mm. Well, I would assume population-wise, it would have to be Mandarin, right? Yes. Although okay. they say Chinese and include Mandarin and Cantonese together. Okay. 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 Oh no, fair. actually, it includes. Oh, do you know? Apparently, have, have you heard of Sinitic Sinitic languages? Mm-mm. No, that sounds interesting. Well, there are apparently ten of them that make up Chinese. Oh, and interesting. Mandarin and Cantonese are only among two of them. Okay. Um. And it's also uh, becoming a rising global, like a excuse me, a rising uh, like business language as well. That's just because of sheer numbers. Oh, absolutely. That makes sense. I work for a uh, car company. I, I've mentioned this. And I, 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 we do hybrid battery stuff. And it, it blew my mind the uh, other day that the uh, biggest battery producer in the world is a company called CATL in China. Mm-hmm. And cur- they currently, for the time being at least, don't, quote, don't talk to me about this because it could change at any moment. But uh, they currently do no business in uh, America at all and a, 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 a big part of Europe. But mm-hmm. just because China alone, it's it's you know even through like Asia alone, it's still one of the almost biggest, or the, excuse me, the biggest battery company in the world. And uh, so yeah, I could do- totally understand that Chinese could be a useful one to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also, can I just add something too about Chinese? I think many people think it's very difficult to learn um, Chinese or Mandarin. I think. Uh, from what I've heard from some of my friends who are who are English native speakers who have started to learn Chinese, um, it's actually not that difficult to speak it and understand it. What's difficult about it is the reading and the writing because of the characters. Right. That's a uh, right. And obviously, you have to master the tones. So I think if you have a good ear, if you're musical, um, or you're good with languages, you'll probably be able to master the tones. But I think some people who are a little tone deaf might have some serious difficulties uh, trying right. to speak proper. Mandarin. Well, that I mean, and that's a huge part of learning a language in, anyway, because that's what I was going to mention earlier was that you learned, you started learning German through, um, through school and stuff like that. And, and your dad, obviously, but he, he didn't really, te- he didn't you know really teach what? you anything. Did he? I, I hate to, I hate to throw my dad under a bus like this because <laughs> I love him, but he, the whole reason why I started German was because I, I always thought in the back of my head, Oh, he can help me with it if, if I need help with it, right? Oh, and he never did. <laughs> I never really needed his help. I was so uh, motivated to learn it and so excited. That's just you knowing it. He's I, not going to... I guess, but he didn't really help me much with it. Uh, we speak it now. And what's funny, though, is sometimes I correct his German. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sure he loves that. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure he does, too. But <laughs> it's it's funny, though, because my dad is is like a different guy when he speaks German versus when he speaks English. Um, and I think... That might be another advantage or disadvantage, maybe depending on how you spin it, of learning another language. Is I think you're he turns you're, very angry. He you're, starts fighting <laughs> right, right. people. <laughs> Actually, he's the opposite, dude. My dad's like he seems may more way more laid back and chill, um, and like cracks jokes and stuff when he speaks German. And you've met my dad. Like when he speaks English, he's pretty quiet, right? Um, you know, and stuff like that. So, 
Yeah, so that's that's another another thing too. But anyways, what's fun. your next? Like it is fun, especially if it's not your language. It's like because right. I, like I, I had a short conversation with someone uh, at my work a couple a uh, couple months ago who was from Germany, and um, someone just put me on the spot. He's like, "Hey, he's from Germany. He, he lived there for a long time, or he speaks it." And uh, and the guy just started speaking to me. Yeah, and uh, like it, it like it just like came back to me. I was like, there was none of that. Uh, uh, uh. Like I was just speaking it. And all my first of all, my coworkers like, oh. I didn't know that he could actually speak it. Nice. But like as I was doing it, in, in my head, I was like, oh, I could still do this. <laughs> it was pretty, simple stuff like where are you from and, you know, right. but I was still like, well. It's pretty amazing, though, how, how quick that does come back, though, isn't it, Jared? Right, right, right. I always tell people it usually takes me, though, at least two to three days of being like in Germany, surrounded by the language, speaking yeah, that's it a not lot. Bad. That's yeah. not bad. But then I feel like I can get it back to pretty good. All right, I got another one for you. Go for it. So I, I mentioned Arabic earlier with my two untranslatables. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many countries quote or state that Arabic is their official language? Oh wow, their official language. There's a there's going to be a bunch on the continent of Africa. Um, oh man, I don't know. I would guess twenty. Fifty nine. Oh damn! Not even close. Yeah. Oh, Fifty nine. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty doesn't, crazy. Doesn't surprise me. I wonder how many countries out there have Spanish as the official language. That's got to be a uh, ton. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you know an entire essentially except for except for Brazil. You got South America, and then you got Spain, and then you got Central America. You got Spain. Mm-hmm. I I mean, Arabic still se- seems like it would be an obvious winner to me over uh, probably country wise. Yeah, I would agree. <clears throat> I think yeah. I would have. Yeah. I, um. What is the second most widely learned language in the world? Second most. Is first English? Or is English uh, second? Oh, I believe. Uh, or is English not even in the top? Or I guess it's pro. Wait, no, wait. You might be surprised that English isn't the most commonly spoken language. No, it's the second most common spoken language. Not spoken. I thought it was learned. I thought that's what you said. Yes, learn. Excuse me. Second most learned language. Wait, this one didn't mention what the second one is. It just tells me who the first learned most. The first one is the fir- is it's not English. Maybe it is. It probably is. That would make the most sense. Okay. That's probably why they didn't mention it. Oh, okay. So what was the second? I can also just tell you. Most. <laughs> That's true. Good old Google. Learned languages instead of us going back and forth. Oh. What is the most learned? <laughs> oh, that's in the U.S. I was surprised by that at first. Yeah, worldwide is probably what you want. But if you yeah, do, in, if you do internationally, it probably will be English, maybe. But I could be wrong. I, I I bet you it is. I mean, because first of all, there are entire like uh, countries that. Um, oh, see that now they're saying spoken. The most learned. That's so specific. Right. And now that's only in the U.S. All right, don't worry about it. Tell me the second. Hey. Chad, what is the second? Answer the goddamn question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know the answer, Jared. That's why I've been stalling. Clearly, my stalling tactic's been working. Uh, the second most learned language is French. Oh, interesting. Okay. And not also, Spanish. Wow. French is one of the. I, I believe. Well, it says. Oh, and there's one more fun fact I have about French, is that is the only spo- language spoken on all five continents. Okay, that makes sense. 
But where in Asia do they speak French? See, why am I doing this? One, one of a probably a French colony. I'm sure they still have either oh, either yeah, either they're they're an independent colony now, but France invaded Is them New years Guinea ago. Or Guinea technically in in uh Bro, I I don't know. Here. Yeah, why are we doing? I this? don't know. This is so dumb. Uh, so so j- oh, you got another I, one for me? One more, one more. Okay. What is the most widely spoken language in Europe? In in ooh in Europe, it's I think it would. Oh man, I I would guess either French, German, or even English maybe. It, it is German. Okay. And it's the most widely spoken, essentially, just because it's the biggest country. Right, and makes s- sense. And so it's the uh, there's the most native people, right? And plus, um, plus all those bordering countries, I'm sure, you know, some of them can speak it as well. But I don't know if that counts in that in right. those statistics. Right, right, right. Oh, and this is an interesting one too. Language, what the this this current language is highest in demand? Uh, probably Chinese, right? Uh, what language? Name another. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's not the answer I was looking for, though. There's another okay. one that's surprisingly high in demand. Not the highest. Did what, I say the highest? I, I yeah, you did. What I don't know what. But this has come up on multiple multiple lists that I've seen. Sorry. What is it? It is Portuguese. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. So Brazil's a pretty pretty big country. There's a lot of great culture there. Portugal yeah, seems really a, awesome too. A booming economy as well. That mm-hmm. helps. Oh, that uh, it, helps. it does seem like it's more based off of. Uh, Oh, this is weird. I, all right, I got one more for you, actually. I was going to okay. say I was done, but I got one more. This is a good one, too. Uh, but, yeah, Portu- uh, Portugal, I think, is so small. But like, uh, And their economy is not that great. But uh, Brazil d- does have a booming economy, and they're huge. Uh, their economy is currently the seventh largest in the world, Brazil. Nice. I, I believe it. Uh, what is the language most widely used on the Internet? Probably English, right? Or, are you, or, or is this a trick question that's going to be computer language, like coding? No, I'm not. This is not. A oh, I was hoping you were going <laughs> to. Not trying to do me like that. I appreciate it, Jared. Um, I don't know. Is it English? I mean, I hate to be so Anglo central no, right now. Uh, Russian. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, interesting. Although English dominates the Internet, making up more than 50 percent of the content on the Web. Oh, excuse me. I'm so dumb. It is English. Russian second. Fuck this stupid website. Why do they work with <laughs> questions like that? I don't know. I'm you done. tell me. I'm done. I'm sorry. I didn't think they'd word every question so dumb like that. The, they thought, were like, they were very misleading. I will I will say that. Um, well, uh, Jared, let's let's discuss our segment a little more. I I want to ask yes. you, um, what are some of uh, the disadvantages you can think of or that come to mind for you regarding learning a new language or learning another language? Um, whenever you meet someone new and they find out that you're bilingual and they say hey, say something, I hate uh, that. You know what I usually do, and I'm sure it's well. I mean, you know me. I'm a, I'm a pretty Fuss. corny. G- yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm a pretty corny guy, so I'll just say they'll say say something, say something in that language. So I'll say the German word for something, which is etwas. Uh huh. I need to learn that word in a bunch of languages. Yeah. And then just make people think I'm just this crazy polyglot. Oh. Right. Be like, say something in this language, and then just keep saying something, and they don't realize it. Right. That'd Can you think of clever. any disadvantages? Oh yeah, dude. There's a there's a couple. Um, I made it sound like there's a ton, but there's a couple. <laughs> of um, course. One one of um, I think one of the big disadvantages is, um, to be honest, man, money. You know, um, you and I have been very fortunate that we were able to go to a good school, got to study abroad. 
we've had all of these great opportunities to really learn and practice and use the mm-hmm. language, right? Mm-hmm. But if you grow up, um, you know, not having a lot of money and not being able to afford college or afford studying abroad, you know, uh, language classes can be really expensive. Private tutors can be really expensive. But one caveat I will say to this, there's always an upside to a downside. There's always a positive to a negative. And that positive is that nowadays we are fortunate that with the internet, there is so much you can learn on your own now. I'm not saying you'll become fluent just by Googling stuff and reading stuff online. That But it's a good start. Absolutely, right. So that's my one disadvantage. My other, um, well, there's a couple other ones. Um, Another obvious one, too, is if you already have a lot going on and you don't have a lot of free time, I think many people assume that you can just buy a Rosetta Stone language package and learn the language in like five weeks. And if you actually think about it, humans when they're when so when you and i were really speaking english at a good level take a guess jared how old we were when we actually like i'm not saying could string along sentences i mean really communicate in english okay so you're not saying it's not like some sort of trick and it's like 18 or something no it's not well it's it's not necessarily a trick no no i see what you're saying though um hmm Five, six, seven, six or seven, I think, maybe even okay. eight for some kids. But yeah, so if it takes you six, seven, eight years to really develop a fluent proficiency in your native language. When why, your brain's at its best. Right. And why do you think then that you're going to learn another language in five weeks, right? Exactly, yeah. And I think... I I'm, mean... Mm-hmm, go ahead. You, you mentioned that and the... Um, and the the thing before about being fortunate, I want to say something about that. Is I agree wholeheartedly with that because I, I mean I think about that all the time, especially you know I joke about my French being terrible. I took French for legitimately, like you know seven eight years right when I lived in Michigan, and I was terrible at it. And the only reason that really that I really got good at German is because I didn't have another choice. Right. And it was like it was like it was it all it really takes to I, to begin is wanting to learn for sure. Oh yeah, I, you need that motivation. Eight years, I clearly never really cared that much about learning. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I never, you never found me reading books outside or listen to right uh, French you know, music radio. or watching French TV. <laughs> I, I agree right. with you, but I also have to say, I would be willing to bet money that you also probably didn't learn um, French that well because the class wasn't caught in a, taught. Sorry, the class wasn't taught in a very communicative way, where you were really speaking and using the language every day. Um, right. A lot of English. Right. Right. I feel like a lot of language classes are explaining grammar. So like if you take a French class, they explain the grammar of French to you in English. And maybe you do a little bit of speaking if you're lucky. Um, But that's not going to get you fluent in a language. But there is one last disadvantage I want to uh, leave our listeners with before we get on to our positives or the advantages of learning a language, which there are plenty. We could do probably an entire new podcast channel just called the advantages of language learning. (laughs) But anyways, one other advantage I can think of is um, best illustrated by um, a short little story or a couple sentences. Um, And this really applies to you, Jared. Um, So this is why I'm bringing this up. So here I found this really funny meme online that says there are two types of multilinguals type one. Hey, do you want to know how to say octopus in Polish? Also, on a, as a side note, don't ask me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and two, I swear to God, if you ask me one more time to translate something, I will kill you. 
Those uh, are the two types of multilinguals. Which one do you think Jared makes me? <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I do enjoy stumping you. <laughs> right. Jared consistently, whenever we walked around in Austria or even back in the United States, Jared would always. Yeah, we talked. We talked in Elvian too. Once, especially when we both found out we were going. Yep. I, and, and that, yeah, we talked. In, I said Elvian, right? Yeah, but it was just funny yeah, yeah. how often Jared would would just test me and. There's a lot of words you don't realize you don't know in a foreign language until somebody really does put you on the spot like that. So I also got to thank you, Jared. Especially since I'm not better than you, but I am definitely pretty good. So there. Oh, definitely. So it's not, not going to. It's usually something a little weird where it's like you're like you're, it'd be like, why would I ever know this? But I'm mad right. that you're now t- making right. me say I don't like, know. Like, why are you asking me to say <laughs> windowsill in German? Like, I'm not, you know, like random things like that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> But, you know, I think it's it's also not even a matter of who's a better language speaker or anything. I think it's just also, like, wanting to have fun and also kind of testing each other. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like, yeah, it did drive me crazy sometimes just because you would stump me a lot. But we learned a lot of really good German words from yeah, it. Yeah, because so. then after we'd probably look them up. Right. But another, I guess here, Jared, I got another disadvantage for you, though, about learning another language. Have you ever had where you're talking to somebody about something and you mention like, oh, there's this really good German word for that or, oh, there's this really good, you know, whatever language. But then you're talking to somebody and then they go, oh, well, how do you say this in that language? And you just blank. Yes. That yeah, is yeah, the yeah. worst. So there's another disadvantage. You know, yeah. you, you learn one language on top of another and they say bilingual and then it's like, yep, bilingual. You're not you're forgetting all your languages. Right. One of my uh, one of my uh, coworkers now that I, and especially I, this started happening more since because uh, he was the one that that told me about the German guy and said, hey, you mm-hmm. know, talk to this dude or whatever. But uh, he's been he's he, every now and again, he does work with he does work with the countries uh, all over the uh, all over, you know, all over. Mm-hmm. And he's actually in China right now. But um, one of, uh, you know, he does a lot of work in Germany, especially car stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, when he'll get like orders or stuff every now and again, he'll bring them to me. And uh, he'll, like he asked me, he's like, hey, what's this word? And it was Nabelschein. What's a Nabelschein? Is We're it talking na- car parts. Is it Nabelschein or Nabelschein? Nabel. Um, well, shine is usually a like a like a card or like a. Like your Führer shine. Not that kind of shine. Not that kind oh, of shine. Oh, really? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the word nabel is. Isn't it that fog? Oh, oh nabel. Oh. Oh, fo- oh, fog lights. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought. Okay, I mis- I misheard you. Okay, nabel shine. Yeah. Okay. And I, and it, that was a word where it's like, I you know, I, that's I've, that word has never crossed my mind. <laughs> but it makes sense. Right, right, right. And they're having a couple where it's like, I know that word, but not that one. So I'm going to guess that this is what mm-hmm. it means, but don't hold me to that. Oh, definitely. But I do. I, I Whenever he does like ask me, I'm always like, all right, don't fuck this up. Get it right. Get it right. right. Oh, for sure. I think <laughs> I gotta, it puts gotta, a lot of pressure on you. And then that what that's what kind of causes your yeah. mind. To and I don't want up. him to I, 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 I don't want him to be like, this guy can't speak German. Right. What a, what a joke. <laughs> right. So, Jared, I want to know. Um, what are some, you know, advantages that you've experienced personally from learning another language? Uh, me personally, because I was gonna start you with a uh, with a with a scientific one. Hmm. Okay, let's let's get scientific. 
is that it is uh, proven to improve your cognitive skills, and it's proven to uh, reduce chances of getting Alzheimer's in older ages, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to reduce the chances of tissue and uh, tissue breaking down in your brain as you get older because it keeps your mind active. That makes sense. I also, I, I've also heard that if you speak another language, it's also way easier to learn another one on top of that. So I could see yes. how your brain, your cognitive function maybe is a little higher. Maybe right. it's easier to, to, you know, learn that other language. I also think too, the more languages you learn, you kind of have this huge pool of random vocabulary and things that you can pull from. I often yeah. joke with my German students and say, if you don't know what a word is, try to think of how an English person would say it with a German accent. And half the time, the words are right. Not always, but half the time. Well, say an English person would say it with a German well, accent. Well, yeah, like think oh, of an English oh. word with a German accent, right? Like, um, Oh, like Gesundheit? No, well, no, I'm, th- I'm talking about like... like um, like the word supermarket in German, like you say it with a German oh, accent, oh. supermarket. Right, like right, it's right. not perfect, but the German word is supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's close, right? <laughs> yeah. So there are some words you can get away with that, right? So when you learn a lot of languages, you have even more of those kind of words where you can pull from. Right. And you start probably noticing more uh, patterns and all, right. and all that stuff, especially if you say start with Spanish, then learn Italian, then mm-hmm. Portuguese, then French. It's oh, like absolutely. those are all you know, uh, have such a connection to him. That's like, Oh, I, you know, the words sentence structures are similar. It's like, Oh, this is starting to come together a little bit. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. I, you know, now it's just learning. Essentially it's just learning more vocabulary. Right. And I, I'm already good at doing that. Yeah, you are not me personally, just one. What are some other benefits or advantages? Um, some more benefits or advantages. You know what? I'm actually the reason I, I I'm hesitating right now mm-hmm. because I'm actually looking through. I made a uh, uh well I'll tell you a, a benefit. When I was in summer school uh, for for my business program, mm-hmm. we had a uh, communication class, and uh, we had to give a persuasive speech, and mine was on why everyone uh, <laughs> everyone in our business program should learn a foreign language, why they should be required to. Okay, what did you I, say? And so I I gave it from the angle of how useful it is in business and how useful it is. Because I will say this. One Can you give me some benefit, examples? A personal benefit I, I think it has is that uh, it looks great on my resume to say that I'm fluent in German. Sure. Even even I if agree. I never use it, I still think it looks great. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get that intermediate level check on my resume, my man. I don't even know what that means. Intermediate level check. That would mean I can speak Czech. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, uh-huh. oh, oh, I thought you meant check as in check mark. Nope, check as in the language, but yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Um, and I think it's it's also a great uh, icebreaker, especially if you happen to run into someone mm-hmm. that uh, does speak German as well. I've definitely or, met or random any language. people. Right, like when you, remember when you and I were walking home from the bar that one night? We were speaking German, and that girl behind us was uh, like, yeah, Sprechen Sie yeah. Deutsch or something, and then we started talking yeah. to her. Well, there's an example of that. I've definitely met, uh, you know, random people like that before. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Hey, you speak in German?" I almost did it to someone, because uh, at the airport uh, when I was going to New Orleans, there was a dude it looked like he was around my age that was speaking German, and it was I un- it understood it was simple stuff like where are we meeting, you know, mm-hmm. where do you want to. But uh, I was gonna say something to him, but I was like, I, I'm not gonna break my rule on speaking to people in the airport for this, right? So I uh, I let it go, but uh, yeah, it definitely has helped me with that. That's been mm-hmm. a, a nice little bonus. 
Right. Um, what about you? Do you have any? Can you tell me? Give me one. Oh, there's a, how, there's, how is there's the... a ton. I mean, just I think just the the idea of different concepts and ideas that are foreign to your own culture. Right. Like like in English, we don't really have a, a word for Schweinehund or um, Gemütlichkeit. I mean, we have words we can translate to, but it's not the same as really learning the like word in its true context. Flint. Flem shaman. shaman. Mm-hmm. It made. It was like. Yeah. Okay. It was like when you were explaining to me. I was like. Yeah. I guess I get it. But I was like. Oh. Now that I'm putting it together, I have to see how that word makes more sense. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. And there's just been so many advantages too. Like being able just the obvious ones, right? Like, you know, advantage or disadvantage. Like being able to understand people when you're around them and they think you don't, but they're talking about you, right? Yeah. I love being in Germany or Austria. Um or any German-speaking country with Americans, and if we're speaking English, people automatically assume I can't speak or understand German. And right, so it's... Right. But I've heard some people say some pretty rude shit. Like... Dude, I was actually... <laughs> I was talking to uh, one of my friends today, and she was telling me about... She uh, uh, she ha- she was in Spain at the airport, and she's uh, American, but she's Hispanic, so she, and so she speaks... Uh, I don't know exactly where she's from. But uh, she speaks Spanish, and uh, at and at the airport. Now I don't know what the cousin was doing. Let me clarify. But um, uh, I love how I'm like sticking up for this woman already. But uh, the woman that was working behind the desk in Spanish to her coworker called her a stupid white bitch. Oh. And uh, and the the lady was like, "Hey, uh, could you go get your manager, please?" <laughs> and the person obviously had that look on their face, like, "Ooh." Right. I mean, but also yeah. that was extra bold because they were she was in Spain at an airport. It's like you gotta assume that people there can speak Spanish, even if it's not the person you're listening. Like right. you also are taking a chance that someone around you is not gonna be like, uh, yeah, not cool. Right. <laughs> well, have I ever told you the uh-huh. funny story about my cousin uh, when, uh, when we were shopping? So I was with one of my uh, um, cousins, and she's from Germany. And we were at either like Abercrombie or Hollister because they don't really have those stores in Germany yeah, and they Germans want to get some stuff. Yeah, they do. And American Eagle, too. Yep. And so we went in there and she picks up some clothes and we're going to the checkout line. And she says she speaks like flawless English, dude. It's it's like funny. She's so shy about it, but like her English is so good. And so she she goes up to the counter and the guy, you know, I'm kind of helping like communicate and everything. And and she says before she leaves to to my aunt um, and and to me she goes she goes uh, er, er ziemlich hübsch he's he's pretty cute he's kind of cute and as they're leaving the uh, the guy behind the counter goes choose <laughs> and so he says goodbye to him in Germany so like they in German and so they just right. assumed he didn't you know know German which I think is usually kind of a fair assumption if you're in America right like yeah and so and it's it's, it's also a, a a cute mistake when it's something uh, flattering. Right. If it's something innocuous <laughs> or even, yeah, like a compliment, that's nice. But I'll never forget, we were actually, I was actually in Nazil's one night in Vienna. Um, this was second semester, so sadly Jared wasn't with me anymore. Um, but we were, we were um, there and I was with my roommates who didn't speak very good German. And I heard these dudes in the back talking shit about us. And, and I don't even remember what I said, but I said something to him. I said, I said something like, um, you know, just because they're speaking another language doesn't mean that, you know, 
that they're any less than you or some something like that. I don't even remember. That's such a chat thing to say. That's so nice. Well, I just, <laughs> just trying to make sure everybody's <laughs> I everybody's mean, having a good time. You know, you, you stood stood up for your friends, but it was in the nicest way possible. Right, and that's a really <laughs> big thing. I think a big advantage of learning a language is when you can stand up for yourself. I feel like oh yeah, a lot of people can get swindled just because. People think, oh, well, I can take advantage of you because you're not from here. You don't know the language, you know. You don't know how I, things work. That happened to me when I lived in uh, when I lived in Germany. Really? I, although I, I, it didn't happen to me specifically, but well, it did. But my, it was like it was a group of our friends who were on the train coming up from school. Mm-hmm. And actually, now that I think about it, a good number of those friends were legitimate, just straight up German German, like mm-hmm. from Germany Germans. But we're all speaking English, and most of them, their English is so good that they don't even have a German accent when they speak English. And so they were, so like, I think they were talking uh, just general shit about Americans and how stupid we were or something okay. like that. But I wasn't even really, I barely even, I wasn't even listening. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nick, my buddy, was, and when he got off the train, he like said some, some, something in German to him, and they, uh, they, you know, had that that look of shock on their face. Right. As, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, but it's it's. That's like the uh, the foreign language version of of talking to or of talking shit on the internet. It's like yeah, right. it's real easy That's to true. talk shit when you don't think they know what you're talking about. That's true. And then once you're once you're faced with it, you have nothing to say. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, it, <clears throat> and it just shows how how yeah, it's just not good. I would say another cowards, right? Uh, Feiglinge. <laughs> yeah, sounds better that way. Right. But yeah, so an- another big thing, though, I think with a uh, big advantage of learning a language, like I mentioned, was, you know, just having like a different understanding and perspective of the world, of yourself, of your home country. I think that's a big advantage because I think it's very easy to get um, kind of dragged down the wrong path if you are too introverted and you're not self-critical at all. Um you know, so I think learning a language can also really, I think, make you think a lot differently. And it opens yes. up a lot of doors to other cultures and, and a lot of, you know, just interesting and, conversations and, I, and experiences. Yeah, go ahead. That's another thing that I, uh, I've i learned through, uh, like, the untranslatables is, you know, you're, you can't really, I'm not saying you can understand someone's culture just by the language, but you can get an idea for it. You can get a little taste, I think, definitely. Um, yeah. And so uh, I, I had some examples, but I'll just forget it because it's just more stereotypes at this point. Okay. I don't, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I'll fair. save that for a different episode. But, I would uh, say I would say too though another big um, benefit too or an advantage is uh, being able to go between both languages. Right? There's so many ways you can you can communicate things kind of cross culturally with people. Right? Like like when we yes. were talking earlier this episode, and I says and I said, yeah, that was uh, probably pretty gemütlich. And right. you and I, that's I can say that to you because we both know what that means. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you, uh, you remember what that's called, Jared? Gemütlich? No, no, no. When you switch between oh, back oh, and forth, oh. between languages. Well, maybe, because that was actually going to be the next thing that I said to you. was Ooh. Because uh, another scientific one is that it improves your uh, multitasking skills, especially when you learn as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. And that ability to switch back and forth uh, translates. And they called it juggling. Okay. But I don't think that's what you're about to say. Well, I was going to say, um, um, oh shoot. No, switching I'm, back and forth. Yeah. Co- thank you. Code switching. I had a, Oh, right. Code switching. Code switching. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Like, right. Like, you, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like one of my favorite things is, um, I play soccer 
excuse me, I play soccer with some of these guys who are who are from Guatemala and Mexico and Argentina. And I mean, first of all, man, they're f- f- fantastic soccer players. But two, it's funny to to watch them code switch because there are so many guys out on the field who speak Spanish. So they use right. it with them. I'm like the only gringo usually actually on the field. Right. Um, and then we have, I think, three or four African guys that will come play. Um, but it's just so funny because they just switch back and forth so easily and so smoothly. And I know enough Spanish where I can occasionally like kind of say something here and there. And like they crack up when I do because they're like, yeah, like the gringo gets it. Like it's it's just kind of <laughs> cool, you know, like it's yeah. cool to be a part of something like that. Oh, yeah. And that and uh, I think that goes with the multitasking because to be able to. Obviously, when you're running and trying to figure out what you're going to do in the game mm-hmm. of soccer, to also then be aware of, okay, this is someone that I could speak Spanish to say this, right. or this is someone I should speak English to say you know that. Right, exactly. In that moment, I think it's tougher than one might think. Right, but it's really amazing how fast I think people are able to make those judgment calls. But right, right, I do right. have to say... Actually, yeah, I, I think I actually... When I played soccer in Germany... I think I got used to that where mm-hmm. even when I was like uh, playing in a game I, to my, you know, German speaking friends, I might speak German and to like right. my English speaking friends. I, I think I could do. Yeah, it takes some oh, time, definitely. but I think I could do it, too. After but I got to say this, Jared, although code switching is great for a lot of people, for some people, it can be really stressful, which leads us to our song of the pod this week. Yes, it does. So our song of the pod this week for all of our listeners out there. It's called Denglish by the Wise Guys. And for those of you who don't know, Denglish is a combination of the words Deutsch, which means German in German, Deutsch, and English, which obviously means English. Um, And so this song is kind of has a lot of funny code switching scenarios in it. Um, I believe it's all a cappella, isn't it, Jared? That was going to be my first question for you. You recommended it. So I listened to it a couple of times, but that was the first time I heard of it. And that was going to be my first question. I was like, are they, are they going full I, acapella? I'm pretty sure it is. At least I know there is a version on Spotify that is pure acapella. Okay. Uh, this one sounded like it was that version, the one you sent me. Okay. But yeah, so what were your takeaways from the song, Jared? You said you listened to it a few times. Right. It was it, it, it almost um, like it had like a, uh, like a nice little message to it. Mm-hmm. But it did almost kind of seem like a uh, like a jokey song, and maybe that was just the delivery and the fact that it was a cappella or something. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was very fun. Like it was a uh, it was, and uh, and and they was there any sort of specific pattern or rhyme to why they uh, rhyme or reason to why they chose English or or yeah oh yeah for the line a- absolutely. Well, there there is okay. a reason. Well, first of all, though, I'd like to add that I agree with you. The a cappella vibe. Definitely does give it more of a jokey, funny kind right. of vibe. Although I, I love acapella music, and I have to really uh, hand it to the wise guys because they can, those guys can sing, and they can harmonize, and they're great. But anyways. Yeah, it's definitely good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's worth a listen or two uh, for sure. But I but think it's not something I'd like listen to on like my, uh, especially the acapella version, like on my iPod or something. I actually listen to it quite quite a bit. Um when you're working out, could you listen to? That I song? do. This is my. This is oh, my. Oh, could you really? This is my. No, this is not workout oh. music. No. When I, if I want German workout music, you know, it's going to be Rammstein. Of course, it's going to be heavy metal Rammstein. But no. So this song, though, I think they picked Denglish because, well, one, a lot of the English words they use are words that have basically become anglicized in the German language. 
So there are okay. a lot of English words now. You'll see checkpoint all over Germany. See, now now I need to go back and listen to it cl- uh, closer okay. now that I know that. Well, here, why don't we pull – I'll pull up the lyrics real quick, and let's talk about the lyrics for a minute. and then, Okay, great. Um, so, uh, Denglish. And this, but yes, check, I've used this actually in German classes, so I had it like it popped right up. Ah, okay. Um, Let Chad bring up his uh, syllabus. Okay, so he started with, Oh, Herr, bitte gib mir meine Sprache zurück. So, like, Oh, Lord, please give me back my language. Um, I'm I'm longing for peace and a, and, uh, and a little piece of happiness. Um, let us understand a word in these difficult times. Open our hearts and uh, make our brains wider. Is what he says. Uh, By first, the way, yeah. notice notice his use of uh, just going back to our other episode about English. His use of peace and peace in the same sentence, mm-hmm. right? Um, Two different pieces. Exactly. They? Yeah, yeah. Peace, yeah, yeah, yeah. P E A C E. Yep. Um, and then a little piece of happiness. Yes. Pronounced the same, spelled differently, completely different meaning. Yep. Absolutely. Good. Good call. Good ear. Although in German, those are two completely different words, and you wouldn't confuse them. Frieden and Stückchen. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't... Oh, were you translating? Yeah, something? I was translating the lyrics. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. I thought, Wasn't... I thought that happened to be... A... Oh, okay. Nope. Yeah, so then he says, um, I ran to the train station, and then he said, and war a little bit too late, so he put English there. Auf meiner neuen Swatch war schon kurz vor after eight. So he's playing. It's with, interesting that he does it with var because that word is, you know, at least syllable wise, uh-huh. like it doesn't really affect the flow of the song, whether you say was or var. Right. True. That is true. I think it's because if you look, a lot of these words are towards the end of the sentence. A little bit too late after eight. Um, doch ich fand nur ein McLean. He's talking about a toilet. This whole thing is just talking about how they use English for kind of like advertising purposes i feel like in germany it kind of adds like this kind of weird cool factor which i don't get like they'll use words that they'll that they already have in german you know if they didn't have these words in german i would get it but you know but they had you know they had checkpoints before they called them checkpoints um or one of my favorite examples is um there was this restaurant i saw in munich that was advertising carryout food right i think it was like a like a chinese or a thai place in munich and they said, um, "Essen zum away taken." I, oh, yeah, they, which I've is hilarious because it's like <laughs> they have the verb mitnehmen, which means like to take with. And if you're right. in a restaurant, the waiter might even ask you like to mitnehmen. Right, you right, know. Right. Um, so it's I've not heard like that they don't have the words, and, you know? and they ch- and they ch- change take to taken. Yeah, so <laughs> they make it, make it a German. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, but this whole song is all about. Basically, like for people who don't, I think, completely understand the other language or even just are scared of the kind of intrusion of the English into the German language. It's kind of a reaction. Right. Um, right. Which I think and, is great. Um, it's really funny. But I, I understand like the like the cool factor thing, uh, because like in, in uh, Japan, especially like they have a lot of their Japanese cars and they have. Completely different names than they have in uh, in the in the American markets, and the American mm-hmm. markets get like letters and numbers, like three fifty Z, M thirty five. When you go there, it'll be like Fair Lady, or like the you know uh, Central. I can't think of one, but like the makeup. Right, the, the Fair Lady mean. is real. Yeah, but like the Rising Star, or like the 
Cosmo, but they would never call it like, but they're like, no, no one would buy that in America. But like right. the English names are almost like a fancy. And because mm-hmm. I mean, they are, it's like how we think like British accents are fancy and right. classy. Right. Uh, just because it's foreign. It's very true. And it's like, yeah, it's uh, English is, you know, Americans, we're foreign to other people. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of Americans don't realize that, but I would agree. I, I, yeah, I, I think I forget that sometimes. So, too, yeah. But yeah, so everybody out there, please check out our song of the pod, Denglish by the Wise Guys. Um, it is a classic. You'll learn a lot of cool German words. You'll also learn some English words that are becoming a common part of the German language. I'll post it on uh, Twitter. Yes, sir. That's right. It's a, it's a, yeah, find it for our millions of followers out there, so they can learn some new Danglish. Right, maybe we'll uh, really give these guys a boost in their career. That's right. Been looking for. Well, Jared, you know, you know what time it is. It's time for some jokes. What what untranslatable podcast episode would this be with our couple jokes? <laughs> so I got a few for you, and thankfully I have made these all questions for you, so you can be a part of it. Yes. So here we go. Which country's capital has the fastest growing population? Remember, uh, this isn't a real one. This is right, a joke. Right, right, right. <laughs> halfway through when I started thinking, I was like, oh, nope, nope, this is a joke. <laughs> but is it still a real place? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. So the joke was, which country's capital has the fastest growing population? The answer, Jared, is Ireland. Every day, it's Dublin. <laughs> You like that? Good. Every day it's That's doubling. Because like the that city's like in Dublin like, and doubling, yeah. That sounds like some like something that like uh, Irish bros would say when they hit the bar. Every day it's Dublin. <laughs> right, that'd be funny. <clears throat> there, yeah, dude, I could so see that now. You're right. They're like about to like <laughs> paint the town red and. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't even do an Irish accent, so I won't. But, I, mean, but yeah. I, I want to, but I, I really don't want to butcher another That's accent. That's fair. All right, so I'll, I want to try to say this I'll, so bad. I'll give you, I'll give you another one though, Jared. What's the? You might even know this one. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? What's the difference between uh, a hippo and a zippo? One you don't want to fire. When they fart, I don't know. Nope. A hippo, <laughs> a hippo is really heavy, and a zippo is a little lighter. Okay, that's a good one. Right? Kind of clever. Zippo was an odd choice for a lighter, but I guess you can't say like big lighter. Right. It doesn't have the same uh, right flow to it. I mean, zippo, I think is probably the only word you could even use in that in that joke to get the get the right punchline. But uh, anyways, right, but it does sound good. Anyways, zippo I got I got zippo. two more for you. Okay. What do you call a lazy baby kangaroo? Uh, Joey is a baby kangaroo. Yeah, no, that's not going to help you. Okay. What do you call a lazy kangaroo a pouch potato? Oh, that's good. I like that one. Like a couch potato, (laughs) but a pouch because the baby's staying in mom's pouch. I like that one. Right. All right, I got one last one for you, Jared. Man, and I so thought I was on the right path with that Joey nope. uh, line of thinking, too. I'll have to try to make a Joey joke now for you, Jared. What can I say? <laughs> All right, Jared, my last one for you tonight. What did the man say after he had a brain transplant? Uh, what did the man say after he had a brain transplant? Ooh. Did he kill himself? Nope. He said... I wasn't going to do it, but then I changed my mind. Okay. Ah, uh, like that. right. That, you changed know what? my mind. You know, obviously I don't laugh now, but 
if if like I were a surgeon, and oh, uh, that like, for sure would be a good surgeon <laughs> joke. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say if I was a surgeon and like the person I just worked on just woke up, and they're like, "Oh man, oh I'm glad I did this. I didn't want to, but I changed my mind." <laughs> and they like, ah, <laughs> right, dude. That would be so like, funny. Just rattling off puns right after brain surgery. <laughs> Can you even imagine? Uh, All right. Well, Jared, I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to do something a little new uh, this episode. So I have a quote for us to end our pod. And my quote is by a guy who is very, very famous. I don't know if you've heard of him before, Jared, but he is. Um, his name is uh, Wittgenstein. Does that name say anything to you? Uh, I don't believe so. So uh, Ludwig, Witt- Ludwig Wittgenstein was an Austrian-British philosopher who worked primarily in logic and the phil- philo- can't talk tonight. Philosophy of mathematics and the philosophy of the mind. And his quote, which we are ending our pod with tonight, is Die Grenzen meiner Sprache bedeuten die Grenzen meiner Welt. Can you translate that for me, Jared? Die Grenzen meiner Sprachen bedeuten die Grenzen meiner Welt. The borders of my language. Uh, What was the word after that? Bedeuten. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. The borders of my language mean the borders of my world. And so you could a, also like, translate it to boundaries, too. The boundaries right, of right. my language. That's a better word. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a better word. Um, which is essentially saying once I stop learning. Um, I mean, that makes sense, though. Like once you start stop learning languages, you essentially, you know, he's saying you stop learning. Mm-hmm. You stop learning words. You stop learning about people. You stop learning. Yeah, you stop learning a lot about, I mean, the, the entire world around you, right? Language is so... Um, you know, it's just such a major part of our daily lives, the culture we live in, the media we like, the music we like, everything. Yeah, I mean, I do truly, I, I love this quote uh, because I, I really believe it. You know, I think that the boundaries of what we know with our languages really do mean the boundaries of our world, right? If we don't have a word to describe something, how can we describe it, right? Oh, for sure. Like, can, for sure. like, you know, a lot of older, if you look at older literature and you look at the way they describe things based on color, if you look at really early texts, they don't use the word blue. Now, did the color blue not exist? Of course it existed, but they didn't have a word for it at the time. Isn't that crazy to think about? Right, right, right. Just because you don't have a word for, just because blue exists... But I think it was either Homer who wrote in the Odyssey, I think he wrote something like the red wine sea. Obviously, sea is not the color of red wine. But if you don't know the word for blue or don't have a word to describe that, then you describe it in a different way. Right. So it changes, I think, the way we view the world. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. There was a I'm not going to remember this quote exactly, but I believe it was from I'm not going to remember it at all, to be honest with you. (laughs) But I, <laughs> I believe it was from uh, that mo- the movie where they say, "Oh, Captain, my Captain." Mm. Uh, uh, good Dead Poets Dead Society. Poet Society with Robin Williams. Great movie. He has a, a little monologue in there where he talks about how not to say, you like you don't say very tired. You say exhausted. Right. You don't say. Uh, it's like and he's ta- and use he's like, your you words say- to woo women is what he says, right? Does he, we, I think he ends it with that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was yeah he was essentially saying that like. There, like, there's so much more to language and, and understanding mm-hmm. what it means, like, like what life means by by understanding new words and mm-hmm. new meanings for things when you learn new words, essentially. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, Jared. And so with that, I would like to say woo not only women with your language, but woo everybody. I hope all of our listeners out there are learning some new untranslatables. Um, And we thank you all so much for listening to us. We would really appreciate it if you followed us or subscribed on Instagram at Untranslatable Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Untranslatable1. And don't forget to send us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com.